Any examples used are for illustrative purposes only and do not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and may not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to predict the performance of any specific investment and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Welcome to the Buckeye Advisor with your host, Woody Bowling. Woody is a fiduciary licensed financial advisor and Medicare expert who always places your needs first. Woody works hard each day to educate Americans like you on how to reach the financial freedom they've worked so hard for, and he can help you too. So now let's start the show. Here's Woody Bowling. Good morning and good afternoon and greetings and all of that I can think of. And that, of course, depends on when you're listening to us. Welcome to the show, The Buckeye Advisor. I am that same advisor, Woody Bowling. I feel so blessed to be joining you today. If you're in the car or you're at home listening Saturday morning, May 13th, 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock or Sunday from 9 o'clock a.m. to 10 o'clock a.m., we are coming at you on The Answer FM 94.5 in Dayton. Love it. Great, great radio station. Speaking of great, I've got to just segue into a great co-host and producer and great guy all the way around, Mr. Matt McClure, who's joining us today for another scintillating episode of the Buckeye Advisor. We want to welcome you in, Mr. Matt. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Woody. I, I hope that you are as well. Yes, scintillating, I think, is going to describe uh, the the next hour of uh, the show here. It, it's going to be good. We've got some good stuff on tap, so I am excited about it. I think we do, too. I'm waiting for Netflix, for that invitation from Netflix, <laughs> you know, to basically buy us and turn us into this conglomerate worldwide. Yes. So we'll just have to be a little more patient. We're, you know, 40, 46 episodes and counting. So this is our 46th. So very excited to have you along with us, Matt. Thanks for joining us. I do want to just address all the listeners today. You know, I'm so happy to be here. We're 11 months into this. It's been a fun ride. I've met some great people along the way. But, you know, the purpose of us doing this show is for us to really talk about things on a personal level with our listeners and really explain some things that maybe they weren't aware of and how they worked, challenge some of the old ways of thinking in the financial world, such as a 60-40 portfolio, 60% stocks, 40% bonds, or mutual funds related to both. We wanna challenge some of those old ways of thinking. And in many cases, we can turn them over on their heads and because they just don't work the way they used to a long, long time ago. And we're happy that we're having this forum that we can do this and thankful for you and all the help that you give us doing the show. But most thankful to our readers or not readers, but listeners, uh, because they do read some things. We have a book that we can send them about annuities called Annuities 360. Love that book. Lots of people that I've sent it to have found it very helpful. I personally have found it helpful, as I know you have as well. So, you know, we're blessed to be doing this each week. We welcome people's feedback. We welcome questions. We're going to give them our contact information a few times along the way during the show. But, you know, we're glad to be here. Let's get this one going. I think we've got another great one lined up. Yeah, we do. We do. We've got a lot coming up here in this next hour, Woody. Uh, we're going to start, of course, 
with our quote of the week coming up here in just a second. We've got a bit of a market update to share this time around as well. Going to be talking about interest rates on the rise again. And also, you know, how close could we be to the end of those interest rate hikes? That would come as a as a blessing for anybody who's trying to, you know, buy a house or, or uh, buy a car or anything like that, anything that involves taking out credit. Um, also, don't count on Social Security as your retirement plan. Big, big thing there and a big and very important segment of the show. Also, five steps to master your cash flow. I think this one uh, is going to be a great segment as well with some great, um, great tips. And, and some of them you'll be like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I kind of know that. And others will be like, wait a minute, what? You know, it's going to be some good stuff and some stuff that you haven't thought about. We'll also do this week in history as we end the show in just a bit. First, though, let's get things started, as promised, with the highly anticipated quote of the week. And now for some financial wisdom, it's time for the quote of the week. And those words of wisdom this time around, what he come from Milton Friedman? Uh, the influential American economist, Nobel laureate, also known for his advocacy of free market capitalism and limited government. Very, very witty guy, Milton Friedman. And this is what he said, quote, the government's solution to a problem is usually as bad as the problem. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that couldn't be said better. You know, Friedman, very, very well-respected economist, just a lot of great things over the years. And, and he unfortunately has been passed away for about 16, 17 years, I think. But uh, limited government, free markets, those are two great ideas. Reminds me of something that other people along the way uh, have been big advocates of. And some people think that that doesn't work as well. There's always, for every one person that says it works great, there'll be one or two people that say it doesn't and vice versa. So great quote of the week. I think it's Hugely, hugely true, given the fact, especially those clowns that we have on both sides of the aisle in Washington that say they are attempting to solve problems for us during these ongoing debt ceiling negotiations that you cannot watch any newscast for longer than two seconds without hearing about it. So, you know, it's yet to be determined. Generally speaking, it's going to get worked out with these debt ceiling negotiations. But in the meanwhile, the stock market continues to waver and do its dance up and down, waiting for a little more information. Yeah. And speaking of the uh, clowns, let's talk about the circus here a little bit. Um, <laughs> I, I need some like circus music, dun, 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 you know, right. in the background. Um, but talking about interest rates and the national debt here, um, well, let's start off with interest rates. I think just as we were uh, beginning our, our uh, time together here last week and our recording day of the show, uh, we had just gotten word that the Federal Reserve raised that key short-term interest rate uh, once again, kind of as a expected here. But Woody, this, these interest rate hikes have been going on for quite a while now, and it comes after a long period of record low interest rates for years and years. Yeah, that's the part. You know, we all as a society got lulled into complacency by such a long stretch of low interest rates. I mean, literally from 2008 to 2022, you know, when you get 13 years of very, very low interest rates, people get accustomed to it. A lot of people took advantage of it. They locked in on low home ownership interest rates for their mortgage, car rates, very cheap. 
Um, you know, and, and to think that over the last 15 months, a mortgage rate went from around 3% to now around 6%, give or take, it's a lot more monthly outflow in the cash department for homeowners that are looking to buy homes. Of course, that's caused the housing market to convulse, to shrink and uh, to slow down price increases. And, and you know, and, and hopefully at the end of the day, it'll make homeownership a little bit more affordable for some people, although there's different things that have been going on. But this quarter point rate increase with the Fed, we hope it's the last. We did catch wind of that right as we recorded. We do the show on Wednesdays. So, you know, we hope that this is the last one. I think the market is expecting it to be the last one for a while. We also did catch the news earlier today that the uh, in inflation, which is naturally closely watched by everyone, especially at the Federal Reserve, came in at 4.9% year over year, increased four tenths of a percent from last month. Keeps you right on that 4.8, 4.9% track. That's still very, very high and not good for people, our consumers. You know, we're consumers, people that are listening to the show today, whatever you're doing, you know, along your path of life this weekend, in the car, doing groceries, running errands. Hopefully it's Mother's Day weekend and you're buying flowers for your mother or your wife. That's hopefully if you're a guy, that's what you're doing while you're listening. But, you know, inflation's still going to be annoying. It's still hanging around. We've said it on the show. We don't think it's going away immediately. It's going to take time and probably lots of time uh, before we see substantial reduction. I don't think the Fed's going to start reducing rates this year at all. I, you know, I really don't. I don't see them anything other than hanging tight. I think we'll see them hang tight at this rate for a little while and they'll keep gathering data over the next few months. So I, I do not think we'll see a rate decrease from the Fed again in 2023. Maybe in 2024 at some point, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully inflation will continue to shrink. Um, that would be a great thing. Yeah, 4.9% year over year, as you said, in the latest data, and the Fed's target is 2%. And so, you know, for a long time there, it stuck really close to that 2% mark. And that's why we saw those record low interest rates and not really any changes in the benchmark rate by the Fed for years and years uh, until, of course, uh, COVID, the supply chain issues, all of the economic turmoil that followed thereafter. And then as a result, inflation. And so, you know, it, it has come down some, but yeah, as you say, uh, it's got a ways to go. The, the interesting thing too, I think to share with our listeners here, Woody, though, is that not only is it, uh, you know, a burden, an economic burden for those of us who, you know, buy things, uh, but it's also one of those uh, things that people could potentially um, take advantage of. I think there are probably a lot of listeners out there who are, who are like, you know, I'm, I'm sick and tired of sitting, you know, some of my money sitting in, say, a savings account, getting this minuscule rate of return um, when interest rates have gone up. Now there are other avenues maybe that I can get some significant growth out of. Yeah, we have some, you know, we have some options here at the Buckeye Advisor that can protect principal, can grow it at a market like rate that have guarantees. You can get income, you can get bonuses on the money that you move out of your savings account. You know, if you're sitting on a ton in your checking and savings accounts, making very little, if anything, 
why would you do that? Number one, just a lot of people get caught up in the fact that they can go into a bank because it's a brick and mortar structure. And I've got my mortgage through a bank here. That's a, I go in there and they have a sign and it says, if you want more than $2,000 out of your account, it requires prior notice. Wow. So, you know, and again, we've had three bank failures now this year on the last 60 to 75 days, three of them. Okay. That's a big number. First time in a couple of decades. It's a problem. The banks are still doing what they're doing. I don't know if the bank failures are done. I don't think they are. I think we'll see more this year. But ultimately, if you're a listener, what can you do to improve your position? The banks are only required to be capitalized at, at about 10% of their deposits on hand. An insurance company is required to keep 100% dollar for dollar. Which would you rather have when it comes to liquidity, safety, and all that? So you got to ask yourself some of these questions. Just because you know the bank manager doesn't mean that if you need access to 50 or 75,000 bucks, that you're going to walk in there tomorrow and get it. That's not going to be the way it works. And so there, there are some things, there are advantages that banks have because of the local presence in each community and the brick and mortar and the people, which are, you know, for the most part, they're good people, but it doesn't mean that's always the best option for our listeners because there are things. If you move money, there are bonuses available, you know, somewhere in, in the 10, 11% range for our Ohio listeners. And I've got clients in some other states, but so we, we use fixed indexed annuities as a very good tool in a 60, 40 portfolio. And the, the percentages can vary depending on the age and the amount of risk that someone that's a client wants to encounter during their period of time that they're investing with me. So we're going to create some situations and some combinations as I've been doing recently for some of our listeners. And we're going to customize it. We can protect principal. We can remove and reduce fees for managing uh, bond funds. We'll take those out of the equation. So lots of good things we can accomplish when we work together. Yeah. And you can actually get a free consultation if you are concerned, folks, about uh, your current financial situation. You're concerned about the economy. Uh, you want to build a retirement plan that, that you can count on uh, and that, that has some some safety, some growth as well. Uh, TheBuckeyeAdvisor.com. That's TheBuckeyeAdvisor.com. Uh, that's the website, and that's advisor with an O-R, by the way. You can also call Woody at 937-974-6201. And, and Woody, when they do that, it is a, I say it's a free consultation because I mean it, it's absolutely 100% free. We do not charge for that at all. It is. And you know, what's the harm if you, Want a second opinion on your current investments portfolio or style that you're using? If you're using another advisor, most advisors don't do what I do. And what I do is a combination of being an insurance professional and an independent fiduciary advisor. So I understand really well how it all works together and never underestimate the importance of having someone who can analyze your life insurance, your investment accounts, tell you how much you're paying in fees there, tell you about performance, tell you about different ways 
to maybe buffer some of the losses if there are losses during a down year in the stock market in the S&P 500. So there's a lot of moving parts going on in people's lives. And that first consultation really will help me understand whether I can even be a help. There's no guarantee that I can be a help, but if I can, certainly that's the desire. That's why we do the show. And that's why I reach out to people through other means and get referrals from current clients. But it's not a guarantee that we'll be able to find a good fit if we meet and talk, but that's where it all starts. And, you know, me getting a really strong background on the, on your situation as a listener, when I understand fully where you're at, where you want to be in year two, three, five, 10, 15, that's how we can really effectively work together. Yeah, that's the start of a, of a great relationship. If you were to decide that it uh, all seems right, that you should work together, and that is the goal, as you say. Once again, you can go to thebuckeyeadvisor.com or call Woody at 937-974-6201. All right, Woody, so we talked about the first half of the circus act here. <laughs> Let's go to half number two uh, of this part of the show, which is uh, the national debt. And it's a biggie. As a matter of fact, according to usdebtclock.org now, $31.7 trillion, $31.7 trillion and counting. I mean, that thing is, you know, if you go to usdebtclock.org, that's a great website to visit if you want to have nightmares. <laughs> it's a scary, scary number. And I think you said trillion. It reminds me of the Mike Myers movie. Uh, you know, where he was playing the bald character, Dr. Evil, I think was the name of the character. Yes. And he puts his pinky to his mouth and says, one billion dollars. <laughs> um, love it. And I wish our listeners could see you doing it right now. That would be awesome uh, because I will do it as well. But funny movies, but there's nothing funny about this national debt. And, you know, when you're talking about not only it affecting today, but it affects future generations, our children, our children's children and so on. And everybody's to blame. It's not Democrats. It's not Republicans. It's not Trump. It's not Biden. It's everybody that's been involved in the government for the last 30, 40 years, because, you know, that's what they've done. We went off the gold standard. We started increasing debt for this, for that. And now it's like a junkie that's addicted to heroin or meth, whatever it is. They need the money being pumped in. Everybody wants to continue to pump money into their favorite projects as a congressional representative. They're being lobbied consistently all the time about where money should be appropriated. So that's not good for us as a country. I mean, think about if you're a family of four and you make $100,000 a year, and think about if you have a credit card debt, amount of credit card debt, let's say it's $500,000, or let's say it's a million dollars. How are you ever going to pay that off making $100,000 a year with two kids? You're not going to get it ever paid off. So how does that impact your lifestyle as the interest keeps getting bigger and bigger? You know, we talk about interest payments and opportunity costs. You know, some facts that we talked about, Matt, before the show, I mean, it's pulling money from other investments like infrastructure, healthcare, education, so many ways that can positively advance us as a society are getting money pulled because they, they never see the money because of all the money spent on interest on this deficit and all this debt. 
it's it's crazy. It's it's disheartening. And I think as people people feel like, oh, well, there's nothing I can do about it, really. Well, what you can do is look out for yourself, because if you don't, no one else will. But I will. If you're a client, the Buckeye Advisor does care and we do communicate a lot. We do set up a plan that's going to be good for the long term. We're going to try to minimize taxes. We're going to try to minimize risk, but still get some growth in other areas. Um, so it's a combination of things. And man, this debt is scary. These debt ceiling negotiations, I mean, you know, again, nobody wants to reduce expenditures in Washington. And that's the problem that we're all paying the price for. And, you know, this inflation is going to be sticky. I've mentioned it before. It's going to be sticky. It's not going to go down right away. You know, think about all the different, you know, Matt, there's a couple of statistics on here. I think about our veterans. I mean, tell us a little bit about that when you look at this, uh, you know, national debt issue. Yeah, you know, the interest payments on the national debt this year are expected to be right around $100 billion, $100 billion with a B, more, $100 billion more than what the government expects to spend on veterans' benefits and services. Uh, and, you know, that's just the interest payments on the national debt expected to be $100 billion more than veterans' benefits and services just this year. And boy, that is two things. It's, it's a, yeah, it's a lot of money and it's, it's a lot to be paying in interest and all of that. Number two, it's all, it's also a shame that we don't take care of our veterans the way that we should in this country. A lot of the time, um, I think that, you know, it should be a lot, a lot more that we spend on our veterans to, to really, you know, shore up the VA healthcare system to make sure that they're taken care of, take care of mental health needs. When people come back from an active battlefield, that's still an ongoing issue with the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, uh, having gone on, you know, for a long, long time, of course, we're out of Afghanistan now, but still uh, action in the Middle East happening. So yeah, I mean, that's the thing, you know, my dad, as we've talked about here, what he was a veteran, he served in Vietnam. And, um, you know, thank, thank God for the VA, they did a lot of great things for him. But then there were a lot of things where you're just like, good Lord, let us uh, get through this machinery of uh, this agency faster and get him the help that he needs faster. Um, and there are a lot of people too, who who aren't necessarily as fortunate and have had, you know, pretty bad experiences with the VA too. So it's, it's on both ends. But uh, boy, we get we need to respect uh, those who've served more than that. Yeah, we do. And you know, I would add on to that as well, you know, with that with the, with the disparity in those numbers, not only on veterans mental health, but on the mental health of young people, the young people today, the younger, let's say under 30, the amount of mental health issues, the bullying they encounter on social media, all the pressure to be this or to do that, all this trans this, trans that stuff. I mean, good Lord, can you imagine being 12 years old and enduring that every day? And you have a, we're, we're having one or two mass shootings almost a week now. I mean, it's a it's a so how much more of this money could be spent on mental health to help counsel, you know, these 11, 12, 18 year old kids that are on the verge of breaking. I mean, and they come from wealthy families. They come from poor families. They come from middle class families. It's horrible. And um, to think of the lives being taken by these people and 90 percent of the time they're own life is being taken either by themselves or the police. It's very sad. 
But, you know, ultimately, um, the debt, if you had that kind of debt in your own family, it would be ridiculous. And us having it as a country is just as ridiculous, if not more. So the, the, it's it's a tough thing. It's a tough issue to tackle. It really is. I mean, just the sheer amount of it. And what, sort of one more statistic here to just sort of put it in perspective. Interest payments on the national debt this year. And this is, again, just the interest. Uh, more than the government is going to spend on elementary and secondary education, disaster relief, agriculture, science and space programs, foreign aid, and natural resources and environmental protection combined. <laughs> this mm. is the interest payments, more than all of that combined. It's just crazy. And so, uh, you know, when you really think about it and put it in perspective like that, it really gives you an idea sort of the sheer size of this. Um, just about almost, you know, up uh, against our time here, Woody, for the first half of the show. Um, but uh, we got a lot, we do have a lot more to cover here in the second half coming up. Of course, the dad joke of the week is going to be right ahead, which everyone looks forward to. I, my, my mailbox is full of letters, people asking, oh, what's going to be the dad joke of the week? You know, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it's taking on a life of its own here. So uh, we'll have that coming up after the break. We'll also talk about not counting on social security as your retirement plan that, you know, maybe make it the cherry on top, have your own plan in place, make uh, social security the extra. It's great if it's there, but if it's not, you're going to be set. All right. Stick around. The Buckeye advisor is going to continue right after this. Miss part of today's show. The Buckeye advisor is available wherever you listen to podcasts and online at the Buckeye Owning and maintaining a car can be expensive, even if you don't do a lot of driving. I'm Matt McClure with the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife. <laughs> the average monthly payment for a new car in the U.S. is $716, according to the latest data from Bankrate.com. Used car payments are less, of course, but the website says they still run $526 on average. And that doesn't even begin to scratch the surface of car costs. Things like maintenance, insurance, and gas all add up in a hurry. Financial expert and Shark Tank co-host Kevin O'Leary says a possible solution is pretty simple. Get rid of the car altogether. Cars cost a fortune in maintenance and insurance and just the amortization, which means as they go down in value, you're losing money. Let's say I pay $25,000 for it. Two years later, it might be worth only twelve. I hate cars. O'Leary told CNBC recently that with rideshare services like Uber and Lyft operating in pretty much every city these days, many people simply don't need a car of their own. I know people that go miles for only eight bucks. They're taking advantage of a system that's actually democratizing the cost of transportation. Why aren't you? Of course, rideshare may not be an option for everyone, depending on where you live. In that case, check for nonprofit volunteer transportation programs in your area. And if you find you really do need that car in your garage, shop around for better deals on car insurance or consider carpooling with friends and sharing the cost of getting where you need to go with them. So could you be saving a pretty penny by getting rid of your ride? It's a key question to consider, and it's one of the 23 retirement cost cutters for 2023. With the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife, I'm Matt McClure. To obtain your free copy of 23 Retirement Cost Cutters for 2023, reach out to Woody today at 973-974-6201 or go online to thebuckeyeadvisor.com.
Welcome back. This is the Buckeye Advisor. I'm Matt McClure, the co-host and producer of the show. Woody Bowling is the Buckeye Advisor. He's here with me as well, of course, because, you know, it's his show and all. Uh, TheBuckeyeAdvisor.com is the website. That is TheBuckeyeAdvisor, with an O-R, dot com. You can also call Woody for a free consultation today, 937-974-6201. Sure, you can handle ghost peppers. You choose scorpions like Skittles. But can you stomach the dad joke of the week? Okay, Woody, we've gone through kind of different formats of the dad joke here over the past few weeks. We've had knock-knock jokes. We've had blonde jokes, which were wife-approved. I have to say, put that disclaimer yes. out there. Yes. So I am waiting anxiously to find out what format the dad joke is taking this week. I'm not going to keep you waiting for long, nor our listeners. I, I will encourage our listeners, if you want to, A, talk about your situation, that's great. B, if you'd like to email me and say, hey, Woody, this might be a great dad joke of the week, do it. Don't be a stranger. It's Woody, W-O-O-D-Y, at thebuckeyeadvisor.com. Woody at thebuckeyeadvisor, and that's with an O-R dot. Would love to hear from you if you think you have one that will pass the test. But Matt, before we go any longer, what do you call an unpredictable camera? Ooh, an unpredictable. I don't know. What what do you call an unpredictable camera? A loose cannon. <laughs> That's canon as in C-A-N-O-N. Yes. So if you were struggling as a listener, as Matt did for just a fraction of a second, there's nothing wrong with that. It takes a little bit of thinking to get the canon part, but love that dad joke. Welcome your input as a listener. Hope it made your eyes roll or you chuckle slightly and it makes your day a little bit better. Feel free to share. It is not my proprietary material. Yeah, there you go. And there is no charge for the dad joke of the week. Just like the free consultation, the dad joke is free as well. So enjoy and pass it along. All right. So as we continue on with the kind of the meat of the show here, um, we're talking about Social Security now, uh, Woody. We, we, you know, of course, keep hearing all the news about the uh, Social Security Trust Fund and, and how much longer it has if nothing is done before it runs out of money. And, you know, it's the news is obviously it's very concerning uh, for, for everybody, especially those who are, you know, approaching retirement age in, in retirement, maybe the early years of their retirement right now. And, and for those, you know, who are going to hopefully be beneficiaries of the Social Security uh, program in the future, talk to us about exactly exactly where we stand right now, what the situation is with Social Security, if nothing is done, uh, what's going to happen in the future? Well, I'm glad you asked. And I do think there are multiple parts to consider in this Social Security trust fund dilemma. First of all, I think current Social Security recipients, I don't believe you're going to be affected. That's probably the good news. I do think they will need to ultimately go different directions, a combination of hopefully cures, let's call them, or let's say fixes. Let's hope they don't go the Band-Aid approach. Let's hope that they do stitches where it actually will fix the wound. So number one, you need to collect more money. There are less workers paying into the trust fund for Social Security than there was 25, 30, 40, 50 years ago, okay? That's problem number one. You're not bringing in as much money. You have less workers per retiree than it used to be like a 40 to one. Now it's two to one. 
So that's problem number one. Number two, when you have people taking it at earlier ages, that's always a concern because people will say, oh, well, I'm not going to live to be 80 or 85 when statistically now people are living much longer than they used to. We talk about this on the show. Longevity has changed over the years. People are healthier. They live longer. And here's the other catch. Even if you have health conditions, you're going to live longer because of the medicine you take. People today live to be 82 that might have died at age 70 had it not been for the medicine that they began to take somewhere along the way. So there's different parts to it. The other big thing is, is why wouldn't everybody in Congress agree that instead of cutting off people's income that they pay into Social Security somewhere around that $160,000 mark, why would everybody not agree that it's a great idea to raise that. And if you're making 500,000 or 700,000 a year, you're not going to be mad if they keep taking social security out. It's, it's something that needs to be done. And I don't know why people wouldn't agree on that. There has to be some agreements on things. People have to make some concessions. They have to look for the long-term sustainability of social security. Because if not, by 2033, 2034, both of those dates have been thrown around that the trust fund could potentially run out of money, forcing them to slash benefits for people that are going on to Social Security. So we don't want people to get 75% of their benefit that they're expecting. If they're expecting 2,500 and they're only going to get 1,800, that's a big difference. It's a lot of money when it comes to buying groceries, whatever it takes, paying your insurance, your your everything in retirement when you're not looking with that big paycheck anymore. So there's a lot of factors to content, content, contend with, excuse me, easy for me to say. So lots of things to think about. All those things should be tossed around. I think the good news is they'll get a fix over the next two or three, four years. They're going to have to. And if they don't, it's going to start becoming a huge weight all the time. It's going to be talked about more and more as those dates grow closer. So I do think they'll fix it in some way or another. Hopefully it'll be in ways that make sense to, to us. Yeah. And hopefully sooner than later, they'll come up with that um, solution. And, you know, that's the thing is it, it is such and has become such a, an essential part of the American experience as you know, you retire. This is a promise that we've made to you as a country. You get Social Security uh, in your retirement. Great, wonderful benefit for, you know, people who uh, have have worked, um, you know, long and hard in their careers uh, to get that. Um, but then, you know, that also brings along with it um, some some ammunition that the uh, American people have in this whole discussion. Because if you want to if you want to tick people off, you mess up Social Security and they will be ticked. Uh, definitely a loud group and a loud protest. Yeah, absolutely. So and, uh, and also, you know, Woody, with um, inflation, you know, we talked about the inflation a, a little bit earlier. And the Social Security benefit, the COLA, the cost of living adjustment that happens each and every year is, of course, tied to inflation, to the consumer price index specifically. And that is um, where the cost of living adjustment comes from. Well, there are, of course, reports now that with inflation coming down, it's still higher than anybody would like. But with it coming down some, the Social Security COLA, that again, cost of living adjustment next year, 
could uh, end up being pretty disappointing. I mean, it, it was uh, in 2021, 5.9%. In 2022, it was 8.7% when we saw that uh, historic level of inflation, the worst inflation we've seen in uh, four decades plus here. Yeah. So th th this coming year, though, they're thinking if inflation keeps coming down, uh, people who are on Social Security might not see as big a benefit of that cost of living adjustment. Yeah, it's a good point. And, you know, the, the numbers you just mentioned in 21 and 22 total to be about a 14.6% increase. I think most of our listeners and those that have parents or relatives, brothers, sisters on social security, I don't know if they would really recognize the fact that they are getting 14.6 more percent in income monthly from the social security because many people don't have a pension, you know, two, three, four decades ago, what companies did was people worked there for 25, 30, 35 years, and they were guaranteed a pension of X number of dollars per month. That would go along with their social security. People that are retired military, you know, that used to be in the military, they have, you know, I'm working with a couple of clients right now that have military pensions that are very good, but they had to sacrifice 20 years of their life serving our country on a full-time basis. They got a lot of travel done, but having those benefits in addition to Social Security are great for them. But look, if you're a listener and you are participating, number one, participate in a 401k. If you're not, start it right away. If you change jobs and you have a stray IRA, you have a stray 401k with a company that you used to work for, give me a call. Let's talk about it. 937-974-6201 because you need to get it moved. Why? Because the old employer doesn't care what's happening to your old 401 1K. You have no one there watching it for you. That's why it's a stray. A stray dog has no owner. Your 401k, you might be the owner, but you're not tracking it. You set it a long time ago and you forget it. So I met with someone this week who's worked a new job for 10 years. She's worked a new job for 10 years, just kind of forgot about the old 401k. It's got a pretty large number in it. So, you know, she's like, yeah, we do need to talk about that. That's a great idea. So, you know, we're just trying to pass along because you may not have a million or two or three million for retirement, but you'll be surprised at the amount of income you can generate from a certain dollar figure. And I can help you figure that out because we're going to compare insurance companies with those annuities that we do, the fixed indexed annuities. I can shop and compare those companies against each other. And we're going to find the one that's going to give you the best combination of growth potential an income potential that will be guaranteed for your life, whether you start it two years from now, one year from now, or immediately, or you don't want to start it until six or seven years from now, which I've got several people like that. They want to turn that income off, but they want to let it grow in the meanwhile. So that's the way to help create your own social security supplement, your own pension, and that's okay. Just do it. And if you have an opportunity to be in a 401k, maximize it without having to starve yourself or your family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Do that. Um, and, uh, you know, build that build that personal pension, that income that you can never outlive in your retirement is uh, going to be a great, great thing, because that is peace of mind right there. And if you want to get started down that road, or at least explore it, uh, talk to the Buckeye advisor himself, Woody Bowling. You can reach out at thebuckeyeadvisor.com. That is thebuckeyeadvisor.com. Or call him 937-974-6201. Okay, Woody, so this next segment here is kind of a little bit of getting back to the basics, but it's this is an essential conversation, I think, for us to have here and for people to really pay attention to. 
because we're talking right now five steps to master your cash flow and create a budget. Now, I know that that budget can kind of be a four letter word with more than four letters in it for some people. And it's, and it's just like kind of a scary thing or, or, you know, something that they don't like to think about, but you've got to get on the road to having a, a good budget. So you know where your money's coming from, you know where it's going, right? That's, that's essentially what it boils down to. And um, the, the first of our five steps here is really getting a, a good idea of where you are uh, we're calling it assessing your financial landscape. Yeah, no doubt, Matt. I, it, this is a great segment, and I think I would consider it to be similar to a football team. If the football coach brings all of his players onto the field, and these guys have never played football before, and he gives them plays to start running plays, what are they going to do? They don't know the fundamentals. Maybe they don't know the rules of the game. They don't know how to block. They don't know how to tackle. They don't know how to throw the ball properly. So, you know, this is kind of the blocking and tackling version of financial peace of mind. And, you know, you got to know your situation, your financial landscape, no doubt about it. Get everything together, income, expenses, debts, savings, put it all down in writing. I meet people all the time that do spreadsheets. And I mean, they do spreadsheets, right? I've never been personally, I've never been that detailed. I've written it down and I know the numbers, but I don't do spreadsheets. I'm just not a big spreadsheet guy. But if you are, there's nothing wrong with that. And, and it helps people understand and helps them stay on track of their budget, their spending, their savings and all that. So, you know, if you have irregular sources of income, maybe people get a bonus annually or, if you're an hourly worker, you get maybe there are certain years where you get more overtime than others. So all those things need to be taken into account when you're budgeting, because that some of that income, the discretionary income may not be guaranteed all the time. So I've seen people where their bonuses can fluctuate from year to year quite a bit and overtime the same way. So that's part of it. You got to know where you stand, get everybody on the same page. And then once the household balance sheet is all set up, that's your foundation. Just like when I talk with people for the first time, I'm making a lot of notes. That's my foundation and understanding your situation and how I might be able to help you. That's going to give me the direction. And if you know it as a household, that's going to help you tackle those fundamental issues of spending, saving, what's a need, what's a want, where do you want to be? X number of years down the road, et cetera. That's yeah. step one. Absolutely. And a, and a good, uh, you know, step that, that, as you say, lays that foundation there. And so step two then, so step one is, you know, knowing where you are, right? Then step two is sort of like, okay, we're, we know, we know where we are. We're in, we're in the car. We're, we're going on vacation here. We're in the car. We know where we are. So let's put the address into the GPS so we can see where we're going, right? So, so this is kind of that step is, setting clear financial goals, knowing where you want to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, 100%. You know, short-term, intermediate-term, and long-term goals, very important. You know, where do you want to be? What's your, what's your uh, big goal? What's your dream goal? And then maybe if you don't reach that dream goal, what's a goal that you'll, you'll reach and you'll still feel really satisfied and be very happy? You know, you, you can't focus every day on not being happy with where you're at. And 
we've got to control what we can control, which is our daily effort and our daily thought that we put into things, how much effort we give to our job, to our family, to our kids, um, all those things come into play. So define your goals and, and we want you to be specific and be measurable. You've got to be able to track them. If you can't really track them, if you say, hey, well, I, I want to I want to save more money. Well, that, that's a great concept. But how much more do you want to save? If you don't put them down and make it measurable, it kind of defeats the purpose and start off with an emergency savings. You know, you want that three to six months of your monthly expenses. Try to get that saved as quickly as possible. Pay down debt. Start with your higher rate, higher rate stuff like credit cards. We don't need to tell you that. You know that. Please do it. People know it, but they don't do it. So, and then also finally, after you do that, we want you to invest through your 401k and then also consider Roth IRAs, depending on, you know, where you're at in life, that can be a great tool to defer or to actually get rid of taxes in retirement. Great idea there. Yeah, definitely so. And, and uh, you know, a lot of uh, people may not even know, they may have heard the term Roth before and been like, what is that? And, uh, you know, just sort of wondered. So if you're one of those who wonders, you can go to the BuckeyeAdvisor.com, uh, reach out to Woody Bowling, and uh, he'll, of course, as part of that free consultation, tell you more about it. You can ask him all the questions you want. You know, it's the, that's kind of how he operates here. <laughs> now, the rumor is, was the Roth IRA named after the lead singer, David Lee Roth. <laughs> you know, I think uh, I think that's just a dirty rumor uh, that's been floating around out there. So Van Halen had nothing to do with the Roth IRA. Nothing to do at all. Nothing to do at all with it. <laughs> Although I wish that they had, because that would be that'd be pretty awesome. Um, It'd if, probably yeah. make you jump. Exactly. Exactly. I had, exactly. To, I had to go there. Of course, yes. Thank you. <laughs> but you know, of course, uh, the, these days, maybe if it was like the uh, the Swift IRA or something, uh, like with the Taylor Swift thing uh, going on, that would be. <laughs> well, that's right. She's got enough to set up a lot of people in IRAs. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, um, so now, so we know where we are. This is you know getting control of our our, our cash flow here. We know where we are. We know where we want to go. Let's start plotting that course to get there. So step three is to track and categorize your expenses. Yeah, it's a big deal. Make note, keep track. It's tedious. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's not fun. But, you know, how many things in life are worth getting or worth working towards that it's super easy to get there? Not many, right? So if you really are serious about a budget and controlling it and making sure these things stay on track, track it, write it down. It's not fun. It's tedious, but it can lead to bigger, better things and helping you accomplish bigger goals down the road. Categorize your expenses, expenses into things like housing, transportation, groceries, entertainment. I'm guilty on that one. My wife and I like entertainment. We like to go out to dinner on Friday nights, on date nights. Um, you know, so, you know, it, it's, it's not fun doing these things, but it's much needed. And it's an exercise that if people will do it, they will come through the other side and say, I'm glad I did it. And thank you, Buckeye Advisor and Matt for telling me I need to do it. Yeah. And and you do. So see, there we are. We're telling you, you can thank us later because it is an important step in this whole process. Step four then is to allocate your income um, and, and this is uh, just another really important thing because, you know, you, if you track your expenses, okay, now you know where everything's going. 
So then you're sort of tracking what's coming in so that you can take that money that you have as income and be able to point it in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, a certain for, you know, it's just like a balance sheet for a business. There's fixed expenses, there's discretionary expenses. A fixed expense is going to be your rent or mortgage payment, your car payments, you know, servicing a credit card if you have it or an installment personal loan you have it, you know, utility bills, cell phone bills, insurance for car and for home. Those are most of the time, those are fixed expenses. It's the discretionary spending that people need to also evaluate as well and say, do I really need to spend on these things? Do I really need this new this or this new that all the time? Or is this one really, could I make it work for another year or two? So all those things come into play because when you keep the, all that spending under control, we recommend you pay yourself. How do you pay yourself? You invest on a regular basis, a regular monthly basis, an interval, whatever it is, uh, every other week or monthly, invest in yourself, invest in your long-term success. Yeah, pay yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Future you will thank you big time mm -hmm. for that. Yeah. And then step five in uh, getting control of your cash flow here, it's, it's not a set it and forget it kind of a thing. You want to set it, you want to get the plan in motion, but then don't forget it. You got to work that plan and then review and adjust regularly. You do. And I think that's part of what's fun in my business and what we do. It's working with people because life happens. I say this a lot. Life happens. We can make the best of plans. And I think sometimes God gets a kick out of what we think is going to happen. So what I'll tell you is this, we're going to, we're going to make plans. We're going to expect good things to happen, but we also need to be flexible because we might have to make adjustments on the fly. And we do have to do this. It might be a child coming back home to live for a while because they went through a divorce or they had a, they had a job loss, or it could be a child, their spouse and kids moving back for a little while. So significant things that happen can happen in life. Be flexible, be prepared for things to happen that are unexpected and we'll get through it and we'll get through it together and make those adjustments. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And you can reach out folks for a free consultation to get you started on that path. Go to the Buckeye That's the Buckeye or you can call Woody at 937-974-6201. It's this week in history. So some significant stuff happened this week in our history, Woody. Uh, number one here is on May 12th, 1937, the uh, stand-up comedian, actor, and author George Carlin was born. Funny guy, and and boy, let me let me tell you, not somebody who was afraid to to push the envelope at all. <laughs> he was not. He had a very very bad use for profanity, so his shows were definitely not suitable for kids. But an amazingly funny perspective on life, and so true today that we miss guys like George Carlin uh, and just his take on things. But happy birthday, George, and uh, what a funny, funny individual. Absolutely. And then on May 13th, what are you, a big one? Also uh, a birthday, this one though, in the music world. Yeah, it was Stevie Wonder. My goodness, Stevie Wonder, multi-talented, and I'm always blown away, not only by his music, by his 
his ability to play the piano and to execute songs flawlessly and to, to bring people from all walks of life together through his music, to think that that guy was born blind and can do it with what we call a handicap is unbelievable. And it makes me think, wow, how can we all not want to accomplish great things because we're gifted with sight and all the other things. And Stevie didn't have that, but an amazing human being. And we wish him a big shout out. Happy birthday. Absolutely. So, and just one last very quick one here, George Lucas, the uh, famous film uh, producer, creator of the star Wars franchise was born in 1944 on May 14th. And uh, may the force be with him and may the force be with you, Woody, because uh, that's going to be all the time we've got uh, here on the Buckeye Advisor. But I thank you for all of your wisdom and knowledge that you bring to the show every week. And we'll do it again next time, sir. Matt, it's been another quickly flying by kind of show. So unbelievable that we're almost out of time. But I want to say thanks to you for being here, for your help on making this a great show. Thank you to all the listeners, whether you're on our podcast listening now or on the radio show on 94.5 FM, The Answer, Dayton. We appreciate you stopping by. We hope you enjoyed the content and we look forward to coming back again next week for another brand new episode of the Buckeye Advisor. God bless and we want everybody to have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Buckeye Advisor. You deserve to work with an experienced and licensed expert who will strategically work to protect and grow your hard-earned assets. To schedule your free, no-obligation consultation with Woody, visit thebuckeyeadvisor.com or pick up the phone and call 937-974-6201. That's 937-974-6201. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM. A registered investment advisor, BCM, and the Buckeye Advisor are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Investments involve risk, and unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Any bonuses mentioned may be subject to additional restrictions and regulations based on the offering annuity company. You may not receive the bonus if the contract is fully surrendered or if traditional annuitization payments are taken, and if the policy is partially surrendered, it could result in a partial loss of bonuses. Because these are bonus annuities, they may include higher surrender charges, longer surrender charge periods, lower caps, higher spreads, and other restrictions that are not included in similar annuities that don't offer a bonus feature.